This is my creation, the blog of Michael Arruda. Grab your favorite beverage and pull up a chair. Today, I'm reviewing the movie Drive Away Dolls from 2024. Drive Away Dolls 2024, a new comedy thriller, is the first movie directed by Ethan Cohen without his brother Joel. So while technically this isn't a Cohen's brother movie, the results are about the same. The Cohen brother films have always been hit or miss with me. Mostly hits with movies like Blood Simple from 1984, Fargo 1996, and The Big Lebowski 1998, to name just a few but also some misses like Intolerable Cruelty from 2003 and Hail Caesar from 2016. Drive Away Dolls is somewhere in the middle, but certainly trending towards the miss category. While marketed as a comedy thriller, Drive Away Dolls is definitely more of a comedy than a thriller, so there's much more of a Raising Arizona vibe to this one than, say, Blood Simple. Drive Away Dolls tells the story of two friends, Jamie, played by Margaret Qualley, and Marion, played by Geraldine Viswanathan, who find themselves on a road trip together to Tallahassee, Florida in 1999, on the cusp of Y2K. Marion decides to go to Tallahassee to spend time with relatives there because she feels her life is in a rut and she needs a change. Jamie goes with her because her girlfriend, Suki, played by Beanie Feldstein, has kicked her out of their apartment because she's sick of Jamie cheating on her all the time. When they rent a car, they are mistakenly given a vehicle with a case in the trunk belonging to some very powerful people, people who want that case back. These people send two of their best men to track down Jamie and Marion and retrieve the case but these two goons turn out to be completely inept, providing much of the comedy in this one. Drive Away Dolls has its moments, and when the comedy clicks, it's very funny. But while, as I said, this one is marketed as a comedy thriller, it's not marketed as a love story. Yet ultimately, that's what Drive Away Dolls is most. What starts out as a raunchy tale of lesbian sex becomes an unexpected tale of love. Jamie and Marion are both lesbians, and much of this film was about the free spirit Jamie trying to convince the more conservative Marion to, to loosen up and enjoy sex in her life. But at a party playing makeout games in which the rules involve constantly switching partners, Marion finds herself paired with Jamie, and after this, things change with their relationship. Early on, these scenes are all part of the fun mix, interspersed with sequences of goofy comedy. But as the movie goes on, the love story between Jamie and Marion takes over. And while the movie never sheds its silly feel, the relationship storyline definitely takes precedent. Margaret Qualley, who happens to be the daughter of Andy McDowell, steals the movie with a peppy-spirited performance as Jamie, the fast-talking Texas girl who seems to be only happy when she's having sex. And let's put it this way, she's happy nearly every day. Geraldine Viswanathan is equally as good as Marion, but the character is pretty much a straight man to Jamie's comic, and as a result is less interesting but the two play off each other really well and share strong chemistry together while they're on screen. 
Beanie Feldstein is also excellent as Suki, the jilted girlfriend who is perfectly comfortable hating on her ex, in a role that is completely played for laughs. She enjoys one of the film's funniest scenes when the two henchmen come to her apartment seeking information on Jamie's and Marion's whereabouts, and she gives them what for and then some. Feldstein has enjoyed similar success in such movies as Booksmart from 2019 and Lady Bird from 2017. My only problem here is she's not in this one enough. I wish her character had had as much screen time as Jamie and Marion, but she does not. Another drawback of the love story overtaking the comedy. Joey Slotnick and C.J. Wilson are both very funny as the two goons, Arliss and Flint, who are pursuing the girls. Their ongoing feud over their differing methods, Arliss likes to talk things out, while Flint prefers to shoot first and ask questions later, provides much of the comedy in this movie. Coleman Domingo, who has been on a roll lately, having starred in The Color Purple 2023 and in his Oscar-nominated role in Rustin 2023, plays the handler here of the two henchmen, the middleman between them and the secret powerful source who wants the case back. Domingo is very good, but like Feldstein, he is not in this one as much as he should be. Bill Camp turned in a brief but notable performance as Curly, the man who erroneously rents the wrong car to the girls. Camp does more in one scene than some actors do in an entire movie. Last time I saw Camp was in a much larger role as the villainous Ray Llewellyn in The Burial from 2023. Speaking of brief scenes, Matt Damon and Pedro Pascal both show up uh, quickly in scenes in which they really don't add much with their presence. The screenplay by Ethan Cohen and Trisha Cook works best when it is doling out the silly comedy. These scenes are indeed funny and provide some genuine laugh-out-loud moments. The thriller aspects are definitely downplayed. The opening sequence sets the tone for the rest of the movie. A man is chased and he's beheaded in a gory opening sequence that is somehow too over-the-top and cartoonish to be taken seriously, and after this, the movie makes no effort, effort for its crime parts to be taken seriously at all. Director Ethan Cohen keeps this one light and spunky, but strangely, in the final reel, showers the proceedings with all the trimmings of a romantic comedy, a far, a far less interesting transition than what had come before it. And while the love story ultimately works, because Jamie and Marion are two likable and sincere characters, their story takes away from the better comedic one of the chase for the case. As a result, Drive Away Dolls is a mixed bag of a movie. I give it two and a half stars out of four, meaning that this movie is good.